All right, all right, everyone, take your seats. This time we're talking about cognitive diffusion. Take your seats, please. Thanks. Welcome to the 100th episode of the Change Academy podcast, a show where usually we explore what it takes to create a healthy mindset and build sustainable and helpful habits. My name is Brock Armstrong, and uh, the reason I said we usually explore what's going on is because usually it's a we, and this time it's just a me. That's right. This is a solo episode. So do you ever get stuck in your thoughts, even when or maybe especially when they aren't very helpful thoughts? Well, you know what? We all do. There's even a name for it. It's called cognitive fusion. Well, in this episode, we are going to learn how to defuse ourselves from those thoughts that threaten to undo our hard work, make us feel unworthy or sad, and hold us back from reaching our goals. But before I get into that, because it is the 100th episode, I wanted to share a few reviews from people who've been with us right from the beginning and people who've reached out and sort of given us a little pat on the back or a little virtual high five. Just want to recognize a few of the folks out there. So here's a few of our favorite um, emails and reviews and stuff. So back in October of 2020, Robin wrote and said, Hi, Monica and Brock. The Change Academy podcasts just keep getting better and better. The thing that struck me most about episode number 22 was Monica's statement, You don't change a habit with willpower alone. Oh, how I know this to be so, so true. (laughs) Thanks, Robin. And then in December of 2021, we got an email from SG2013 that said, Super informative podcast. Monica and Brock are amazing. No fads or shortcuts here. Everything is backed by facts, and all their info is super relatable and actionable. You know, and that was always our goal right from the very beginning of this podcast. We always wanted it to be not just something you could listen to and nod your head, but actually take some action on. So it's so great to hear that, that our information is relatable, but also actionable. And then in January of 2022, we got a review from JDR789 that said, science-based and so helpful. As someone pursuing her PhD in clinical psychology, I love how much they pull in CBT and apply it to overall lifestyle goals and behavior change. You can tell they put a ton of work into this show. It is fantastic. And I love the lab assignment component too. And you know what? JDR789 is absolutely right. We do put a ton of work into this show and it's great to be recognized for that. Neither of us, I think, are capable of doing anything with half of our ass. (laughs) But, you know, of course, not everyone has been glowing. Not everyone loves everything about this show. We did receive a few somewhat negative reviews along the way, and, and we took them to heart. For example, one reviewer thought that our voices were too lulling. Well, we took that to heart, but there's not a lot we can do about our voices. So, so we just sort of took that with a grain of salt. There was actually somebody who wrote in and said, are there two Brocks? I guess the way that I deliver my information or the way that I speak on this podcast is so different from the way that I speak on my fitness podcast that they thought there was actually two of me. (laughs) 
But then we also did get a very helpful and informative critical email one time that they thought we were too quick to dismiss things that might work for other people. They thought that we were just a little too quick to judge based on our own understanding or our own experience. And we took that to heart and hopefully have made amends since then. So thank you all, whether you have sent us a review or sent us an email or not, we value each and every one of you. And thanks for hanging in for 100 episodes. Now, on to the main discussion for the day, and that is cognitive diffusion. So first of all, cognitive diffusion is the process of detaching yourself from any specific thought, especially when that thought is unhelpful or if it stands in the way of you achieving your goals. Now, the main idea is that instead of ruminating on a thought until you feel like crap, we all know that feeling, or allowing that unhelpful thought to influence your behavior harmfully, maybe stopping you from taking action or perpetuating you to take an unhelpful action again and again, well, we can have that thought without becoming consumed by it. The technique is part of acceptance and commitment therapy. That's the the name of this particular type of therapy. And that therapy gives us the ability to have unhelpful thoughts without giving that thought, well, more power than it deserves. A big and important distinction to make here is that rather than trying to eliminate the thought, which you probably know is completely impossible, or fighting with that thought, which often just gives it more power, the goal of cognitive diffusion is to see the thought as merely a thought and let go of struggling with it. (laughs) Easy, right? Well, okay, maybe not. But it does take practice and it does take effort, but it is definitely possible and learnable. So I encourage you to, to really take this to heart. It can be very, very helpful. So again, in a nutshell, what the practice of cognitive diffusion allows us to do is to change our relationship to our thoughts. It teaches us to simply observe them rather than engaging with them or going to battle with them, as I've heard some people say. So an important aspect here is to remember that it's not the thoughts that are actually the problem here. It's what we do with them that matters most. We have thoughts constantly running through our heads. All day, every day, some might argue even when we're asleep, we have thoughts constantly running through our heads, and the majority of them go completely unnoticed. We may be vaguely aware of some of them, we may be completely unaware of others, and then other times we get really attached to some of these thoughts. And it's only the thoughts that we attach a specific meaning to that we actually wrestle with. So again, it's not the thoughts that are the problem, it's what we do with them that matters. So in the Way Less program that Monica and I run, we see a variation of exactly this. The way these thoughts often play out in the weight loss space anyway, or nutrition space, is as cravings. Now, a craving feels more powerful than any other run-of-the-mill thought because we've attached a whole narrative to it. We judge ourselves for wanting the food, we blame the food for keeping us at our current weight, and we even tell ourselves that the food has power over us. We think that it has more power than we do. We say things like, I can't control myself around chocolate, or I can't control myself around spaghetti, or whatever it happens to be. We have given what is essentially the thought of, 
hey, a chocolate bar would be really yummy right now. We've given that little thought there so much power that we've created a whole category known as cravings specifically for it. But what if we could see that thought, call it out for what it is, and then move on? Like we do with so many other thoughts, like that thought that probably has occurred to you many times, at least it has for me, like, man, I really want to smack my coworker across the face right now. I mean, I'd like to think that it's not just the fear of getting fired and maybe going to jail that allows us to move on when that thought occurs to us. And we really are able to move on from these types of thoughts. But other ones like the, hey, a chocolate bar would be really yummy right now, actually, we've given power to. So a while ago, when I was actually going through cognitive behavior therapy, my coach said this to me once, and it really stuck with me. I'm obviously paraphrasing because that was almost 20 years ago, but this is the gist of what he told me. You are a person that experiences thoughts and emotions. Thoughts and emotions are experiences that you are having. They aren't necessarily reality. They're just something that you're experiencing. And here's the main thing. You can, and do, have thoughts without buying them. I really like that last sentence. You can have thoughts without buying them. And I think the whole idea is that buying it is really like owning it and and kind of putting an effort into making it your own. We can have thoughts without doing that. So here's another great analogy that I, I came across. I think really kind of sums up this idea and gives you a little more direction when we're talking about this. So cognitive diffusion is similar to hearing a radio playing in the other room while you're reading a book. If you're engrossed in the book, you'll certainly hear the radio, but you won't be listening to it. That's similar to the experience of diffusing from a thought. You know it's there, you haven't gotten rid of it, but you don't necessarily get hooked by it. You allow thoughts to come and go without being overwhelmed by them. I like that analogy of the the radio in another room. We're definitely aware of it, but we're not necessarily attached to it. But let's take this analogy just a little bit further. So sometimes that radio may play a song that you really love. Well, if that happens, then you can choose to put your book down and listen to that song, maybe even sing along with it and really enjoy it and then get back into your book. But other times, that radio may play a song that you absolutely hate, and you may feel irritated by it. You may shout out to the person in the other room who's got the radio on to change the station or turn it down or something like that. Or you can just sit there and fume and wait the song out, knowing that once the song is over, you will be free from its clutches. Again, same sort of idea here. The song is playing... You may attach a meaning to it, which is either that you really like this song or you really hate it or you're completely ambivalent to it or whatever, but it's still not part of you. You still have the choice to make because it is its own entity. It's not you. So other analogies that I've heard that may resonate with you more than the radio one, that's the one that I like the best, but some people like to think of their thoughts as being like clouds in the sky, watching them pass over, just sort of drifting by. You're aware of them, you can choose to like them or dislike them, but they keep on moving. Or thinking of your thoughts like a river that you're watching rush by while you're safe on the banks. Or like an annoying acquaintance who you greet pleasantly, but then pass on to someone else to deal with. And, you know, 
back in the day, I used to be in a band back in the 90s, and we played in a lot of bars, and we used to call the game Passing the Monkey. And Passing the Monkey was when we were approached by a, let's say, less than sober fan that was very enthusiastic and very nice, but we didn't necessarily want to spend a lot of time with, so we'd sort of usher them along to another band member in uh, Passing the Monkey. So that's something that I, uh, I still think about with my own thoughts, Passing the Monkey. I've got this monkey thought going on. Well, it's time to pass that monkey to someone else or to no one. Leave them behind. So... Okay, before we get into the takeaways and the lab experiment, one more analogy, because you know we love analogies here on the Change Academy. Well, it might be helpful to think of your brain as a well-meaning family member or a well-meaning friend who offers you advice. Now, that advice might be good advice, but it also might be bad or crazy advice. Well, your brain is the same way. It turns out thoughts and feelings and emotions and sensations all the time. But you don't have to listen to it, just like you don't have to listen to that family member or friend if you deem their advice to be not necessarily helpful. So again, if you can separate the thought from the thinker, so the thought is external from the thinker, which is you, it can make a really big difference. And then creating that space between you and the thought can actually allow you to act differently or do something different that doesn't match up with the thought that you're having. So you're creating the space that can allow you to look at the thought, analyze the thought, maybe even laugh at it, and then dismiss the unhelpful thought. It's kind of like being a fly on the wall in your very own brain. And finally, remember, your identity is much bigger and much stronger and more established than any passing thought could ever be. Even if it's a thought that you've had a hundred or a thousand times before, I mean, we all have some really well-practiced thoughts in our heads, you are not your thoughts. Your thoughts are just a really small part of you. So, okay, let's do some takeaways before we get to the lab experiment. So the first takeaway, as I see it, is instead of trying to eliminate a thought or fighting with a thought, the goal of cognitive diffusion is to see the thought as merely a thought. And the second thing is, a big step in mastering this process of seeing a thought as a thought is to learn to separate the thought from the thinker. And like my old CBT coach said to me, you can have thoughts without buying them. You don't have to shell out big bucks for those thoughts. And finally, even if you've had a thought a hundred or a thousand times before, you are not your thoughts. You are so much more powerful than they are. Okay, now here's your lab experiment. So, okay, find some time later in the day and for 60 seconds, write down or say out loud all the thoughts that run through your head. For example, you may be thinking, well, this is silly, or I'm not thinking anything, or I'm hungry, when is lunch? Doesn't matter, all of those things count. Then, take one of those thoughts and put the words, I'm having the thought that, in front of it. And then stay there for a bit. Notice that thought. See it as the thought that you are having in that moment. Now, go back to the beginning and for another 60 seconds, try listing your thoughts again. But this time, add the phrase, 
I notice that I'm having the thought that whatever. So for example, I notice that I'm having the thought that this is silly, or I notice I'm having the thought that I'm hungry, when's lunch? Now, when you do that, notice the sensation of separation or distance between you and the thought. See how you can almost step back and look at yourself while you're having these thoughts? And the next step is to open your awareness to what other thoughts you're having. Are you having thoughts about work? Are you thinking, wow, 60 seconds is a really long time? Now notice those other thoughts running through your mind. Notice them and then notice yourself noticing them. It's meta, right? (laughs) Well, it's kind of fun. And you know what? When you do that, you have just practiced cognitive diffusion. Looking at your thoughts instead of looking through your thoughts. See the difference there? I hope you enjoyed that one, and thanks for listening to this solo episode of The Change Academy with me, Brock Armstrong. All right, all right, thanks everyone. And don't forget, you can find all the links and information at changeacademypodcast.com.